This is Democracy on the Move. Democracy on the Move is a podcast tribute to the people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its original promise of democracy. This episode is being released on Sunday, March 26, 2023. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and thank you for joining us. In today's podcast, I'll talk about a new idea that I've been working on with a group of really motivated people. I think you'll like this idea, and hey, maybe you'd like to get involved. But first, you know, legislation shouldn't be for sale, but here we are. Those that raise the most money in their campaigns usually win their elections and off to Congress they go, making laws that serve their rich donors and leaving behind the people that actually voted for them. Well, there is hope. Move to Amend is behind a constitutional amendment that'll put an end to corporate rule and the corrupting influence of big money in elections. For more information on how our government has been corrupted by unrestricted campaign financing and what you can do about it, you can find Move to Amend online at movetoamend.org. In last week's podcast, I talked about the common good, and I emphasized that this concept involves a certain level of selflessness and perhaps even a bit of self-sacrifice, all for the common good of the society in which we live. The idea is that we, as individuals, look out for the best interests of our communities, and in turn, we can expect that our communities will help us in our time of need. Now, humans have learned a long time ago that survival is best ensured when we live within a societal structure that sometimes asks that we participate. One of the main reasons I got involved in Democracy on the Move was that I saw our society going sideways. Actually, I have to go back a couple years before Democracy on the Move when I became an active member of the Alliance Party. That's a new uh, political party out there. And I did their podcasts for about two years. I've always been interested in politics, but I never took it seriously until the early 2000s when I saw our nation going to war on false premises. I was one of those guys out there protesting the Iraq war before it started. Anyways, back to the common good. I believe it's required of everyone in an organized society to speak up when he or she sees things going sideways. And I'm tempted to say that, for me anyways, the election of President Trump was the moment I realized that this nation was about to go off the rails. It isn't so much Trump himself that alarmed me, but it was the angry fever in America that got my attention. I mean, how could this guy, who had absolutely nothing in common with regular folks, become such a hero of regular folks? People would say things like, hey, Trump gets me. He understands what I'm going through. I see him vicariously fighting my battles every day. Well, I never got that, ever. I never thought that Trump had much in common with anyone in America. But he does have the gift of great marketing. He knows what to say. He has no hesitation to say the things that many folks are thinking. So in my mind, Trump is not the problem. There's something else going on. There's something else going on when people, especially people in rural areas, vote time and time again against their own interests. There's something going on when rural hospitals close their doors, forcing everyone in surrounding communities into a health crisis. There's something else going on when the average wealth of the majority of the people continues to decline while the wealth of the rich, rich people like Trump himself, continues to increase. There's something else going on when money set aside to educate our children 
is being redirected into private industries that deliver dubious results, but still convince the average folks that they're somehow better off. If you've ever read the book Shadow Network from Ann Nelson, then maybe you'll begin to understand what's really going on. Now, we had Ann Nelson on one of our earlier podcasts, by the way. The book Shadow Network tells the story of what has been taking place in our nation for several decades. It explores the rise of a secretive, well-funded, and highly influential network of conservative activists and organizations in the United States. It chronicles the history of this network, which began in the 1970s with the founding of the Moral Majority by Jerry Falwell and other religious conservatives. The book details how this network, which includes groups like the Council for National Policy, the Heritage Foundation, and the Federalist Society, has used a combination of media manipulation, strategic alliances, and massive funding to push a hyper-conservative agenda on issues like abortion and gun rights and, well, most tragically, the role of our democratic form of government. The bottom line is that this book argues that this conservative network represents a significant threat to American democracy as it has effectively hijacked public discourse and distorted political debate in favor of its own profitable interests. And I do mean profitable. All of it is, in my view, a giant grift. So if you ever ask yourself why people, especially people in rural areas, vote against their own self-interests, you have to stop and ask how we individual human beings make decisions. The answer, of course, is that we make decisions based on the best information available at the time. So what the hyper-conservative crowd has figured out is how to control that flow of information to humans making decisions. The network of information cited by Shadow Network consists of all forms of media, including newspapers, TV, and especially radio. Now, as you may know, local newspapers are disappearing all over the U.S., or they are succumbing to being bought out by larger media organizations. When these large organizations take over newspapers, they typically get rid of the local reporters and replace their stories with information pumped in from far away. Churches have even been subjected to media takeover. As explained in Ann Nelson's book, pastors have been encouraged to incorporate political themes into their sermons, focusing on issues like abortion, same-sex marriage, and the role of government. These sermons often use rhetoric that portrays conservative positions as being aligned with Christian values and biblical teachings. But here's the real kicker. The radio airwaves have succumbed to the business-motivated political ideology of the extreme right. According to a Pew Research study in cooperation with Nielsen Media Research released in June of 2021, the audience for terrestrial radio is extremely high, with somewhere around 85% of Americans ages 12 and older listening to terrestrial radio in a given week. Further, in 2019, Nielsen listed news talk radio among the most listened-to radio formats. In 2020, 50% of U.S. adults said they got news on the radio often or sometimes. Now, to put this in perspective, this is bigger than Facebook. It's always been bigger than Facebook. While it's difficult to estimate exact numbers, an earlier Pew Research Center study from 2014 found that conservative talk radio shows made up 61% of all talk radio programming, while progressive shows made up only 16%. The remaining 23% included various other genres like sports. Now, the end result is that conservative voices have taken over the airwaves and, perhaps more than any other media, helped produce a hostile, angry climate that has unquestionably affected national politics, 
pushing it further and further toward the extreme right. The end result? People vote against their best interests because that's all they know. They aren't getting any other information. And here's the thing. Even if some other source of information comes along, like NPR, the hyperconservative media outlets demonize them and say that NPR is pushing untruths and propaganda. They have essentially created their own bubble and demonize anyone who dares to question them. So let's take a deep breath. Why am I telling you this? Well, I feel it's time we do something about it. Now, given that terrestrial radio has essentially been taken over by hyperconservative interests pushing an agenda that does nothing but increase the wealth gap, let's face it, it's really difficult to penetrate the radio media market. There are two barriers to entry, as far as I can tell. First of all, the cost of deploying a terrestrial radio network, which can run into the hundreds of millions of dollars, is financially forbidding. And it's too late. Hyperconservatives have been at this for decades, and it takes decades to build out a network like this. The second problem is messaging. Simply screaming opposite messages into people's radios just doesn't work. There have been gallant efforts for sure, like Air America Radio, which after six years went off the air in 2010. The problem was that people like Al Franken and Rachel Maddow, Randy Rhodes, and Tom Hartman were essentially shouted down. Now, it seemed to me like they always played defense. They always explained how the hyper-conservative right were idiots. Well, this ended up insulting large swaths of potential listeners. And hey, that approach just didn't stop the hyper-conservative voices like Rush Limbaugh. In fact, it gave them more energy. Guys like Rush didn't care what you said about them. They just continued to push their agenda unabated and kept Air America on defense. So, how do we fix this situation? Well, there's this group I'm involved with, and we believe we've found a way around these two barriers. The first barrier, the financial one that takes hundreds of millions of dollars to deploy radio stations all over the U.S., can be overcome by new technology. It's called online streaming radio. As broadband internet rolls out across the heartland, live streaming radio stations will be part of that rollout. Now, they don't take up much bandwidth, so even wireless LTE connections will carry audio content easily. And tuning into a streaming radio station is as simple as saying, Alexa, play my favorite radio station. The second barrier of messaging can be overcome easily because here's the thing. As much as hyper-conservative radio stations like to pretend they're talking to the average Joe, the reality is that all their content is pumped in from distant places like Washington, D.C. or New York City. None of it is local. None of it consists of the voices that are actually from the heartland. It's all talk. And it's all talking at people, not listening, just talking at the people. So we're challenging this equation. We're starting a radio station called Dirt Road Radio. Our objective is to broadcast local content about local people as told by the people themselves. We want to tell a better story about rural life in America. We want to hear stories from parts of America that don't often get heard, and we want to share those stories far and wide. The secret sauce here is that we aren't going to shout in people's ears. Folks have had enough of that. When I talked earlier about the disappearance of local media, I didn't tell you how much local folks miss hearing from people like themselves. They miss hearing about the state fair. They miss hearing about 
the issues that really affect them and their neighbors. Instead, they're getting a fire hose of manufactured issues like LGBTQ paranoia, the border, government coming for your guns, abortion, and so on. Sure, these may be of concern to some folks, but if that's all you hear, you begin to miss the true beauty of living a rural life. True beauty like recipes. How about the art of growing a thousand-pound pumpkin? And yes, many stories will have political overtones. There's always stories of surviving a heart attack 200 miles from the nearest hospital, or finding construction work on an infrastructure project, or how international relations affect the price of grain. The secret here is that people love to listen to stories. They relate to stories. They learn by listening to stories. They make an emotional bond to the characters in stories. Stories reach deep into the soul of every human, and it is the stories that will make Dirt Road Radio a refreshing voice throughout the heartland. No screaming, no manufactured issues to scare people, no attempt to humiliate the other side. Stories are what motivates people by working through their hearts and minds. But it'll also be music. Not just popular music, but there is a golden opportunity to bring attention to the enormous wealth of musical talent in the heartland. Believe it or not, rural areas don't just listen to country music. All genres of music are alive and well in the heartland, and there are thousands of musicians creating their own music that deserve to be heard. Dirt Road Radio will give them the airtime they deserve. We've already conducted a number of interviews with local musicians along with samples of their music, and we will feature them on upcoming specialty shows. Now, the concept of bringing national attention to local musicians is nothing new. In fact, this idea is nearly 100 years old. Do you remember Grand Ole Opry? Well, they started almost exactly 100 years ago as a radio show that featured local artists. Grand Ole Opry helped launch the careers of many famous musicians, such as Patsy Cline, Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, and Garth Brooks. Now, I'm not putting Dirt Road Radio on the same level as Grand Ole Opry, but I am saying that the concept of featuring local musicians is an idea that's been around for a long time and has been very popular. So here's today's bottom line. The rise of hyper-conservative media has created a dangerous information bubble that threatens American democracy. But there is hope. By using technology to create a new type of radio station, Dirt Road Radio aims to tell the stories of local people and give voice to the heartland. By focusing on local content and music, Dirt Road Radio can provide a refreshing alternative to the manufactured issues and screaming rhetoric of hyperconservative media. By using the power of stories and music to create an emotional bond with listeners, Dirt Road Radio can help bring people together and build a stronger sense of community in the heartland. For more information, please keep tuned to Democracy on the Move as we're highly involved in creating this new medium, and you'll hear me talking about it in upcoming episodes. Dirt Road Radio will soon launch a Kickstarter campaign as we look for financing this new, refreshing idea. We do have a website, but it's still being created as I speak, so it isn't complete yet. Nevertheless, drop in occasionally and check up on progress at dirtroadradio.com. And most importantly, if you'd like to become involved in this new venture, please contact me personally at dan at democracyonthemove.org. Though we've been organizing this effort since last November, there is still much work to be done. A lot of work to be done, as a matter of fact. We need local content from anyone interested in getting a story and putting it on the air. Stories can be anything from quilt patterns to truck repair to hospital services to education, anything. Anything that's of importance to the heartland. 
Yes, we're basically looking for citizen journalists. We need people in the heartland to tell stories of the heartland. We're also looking for local musical talent. So if you are a musician or know of a great band of musicians, let me know about it. You've been listening to Democracy on the Move, a tribute to all those people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its original promise of democracy. Please tune in each week where we will feature guests and topics that will help keep you in touch with our march toward a more perfect union. If you have any questions or suggestions or if you'd like to sponsor future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Just send us an email at info at democracyonthemove.org or contact us on our webpage at democracyonthemove.org slash contact. Democracy on the Move is all one word. Theme music, Murky Waters, performed by El Rey Music, used under license from Shutterstock. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. It's been my pleasure to be with you today. Please have a safe week ahead. We hope you'll tune in again next week.